well, I'm just playing the devil's advocate. And I'm like, someone says that to you in an argument, you just want to tell them to shut up. The devil doesn't need an advocate. He's the devil. Hello and welcome back to the Her Life Blogcast. I'm your host, Rachel Malik. We have some very special guests. Kimona, Aaron, welcome to the show. Thank Hi. you. I am so excited. This is a Rebels Advocate crossover podcast event, and I I just feel so alive. I cannot wait to talk to you guys. Happy to be here. Oh, this is so fun. Okay, let's just jump in and have you guys introduce yourselves. Where you're going to find out quickly, this is a Fordham connection, as many guests on the Her Life Blogcast are. But yeah, just give us the rundown. We're all 2020 graduates. So we'll get that out of the way. Hello. But um, whoever wants to start, just kick us off. Tell us a little bit. Sure, I'll I'll start. So I'm Kimona. Hello. Yes, a lovely Fordham connection because once a Ram, always a Ram. Didn't they tell us that at some point? Yeah, so I am one of two co-hosts of Rebels Advocate, uh, which is the podcast where we talk a lot as a podcast does. (laughs) Um, We talk shit about shit. Basically, oh, I love that. I feel like that's right. I love that's a the good description. <laughs> that's a great Fun. description. This is um, why I'm the name guy. This is why. It is true. Uh, yeah, I'm from northern New Jersey, and I'm currently in grad school getting my master's in ethics and society. We love that. At Fordham? At Fordham, yes. Once around, always around. Once around, always around. <laughs> we See, love I it. have no intention going back there. She's <laughs> <laughs> one and done. <laughs> One and done. Well, four, four and done. Four yeah, years and done. True, true. <laughs> okay, me. I'm Erin. I am the other co-host of Rebels Advocate, Fordham 2020 grad. I have yet to go back to school, planning on it, get that PhD. Woot. Ooh, okay. Um, but I currently work at Columbia in the medical center, so I'm an essential worker. Love that for me. <laughs> and I work with schizophrenia patients. And I also have a food blog. So I'm going to plug that too. Of course. At of course. My food couture. We love allergy friendly foods because I'm allergic to everything. And yeah, wow. Kimona and I just like to talk and like we're just big advocates and big social media advocates. So it just felt like the right thing to do for us. No, I said before we got on, like, I feel like I am with my people. Like, I'm so excited because you guys just, this is just going to be fun because you like to talk about the stuff that you're passionate about. And that is the name of the game here. Listening to you guys every week, I genuinely just feel whatever the topic is, I'm like, oh my God, like, why didn't I never think of it this way? And like, I just feel like my eyes are being opened in cool ways. And I think as of late, and we're going to get into like why you started the show and I'm sure it plays into what I'm about to say, but like we're in a culture now where heavier discussions are becoming more normal, which is a great thing. Mm -hmm. I think we're all getting comfortable with being less comfortable with the topics we're talking about. So I just think you guys are a perfect example of that. So with that, let's get into it. Where did the, I have to know, like, where did the name come from? Who came up with the name? For me, in my mind, it's like somebody thinks of this name and you're like, okay, we just have to do a show. Once you think of that, I feel like that's, in my mind, that's how it played out. Is that right? Am I right? Kind of. (laughs) Sort of. I think, I think this idea was really cemented earlier in pandemic life where Aaron made the trip up to where I am in Jersey and we just like spent some time together, just like in a park, just talking for a few hours. And 
I distinctly remember Aaron turned to me and going, I think we should start a podcast. <laughs> um, just because the way that we talk to each other is basically just what our podcast is. Like, that's just how our conversations end up sounding. Our podcast is honestly just, and is literally just us recording our friendship, yeah. which is really cool. But that's, yeah, I've always wanted to do a podcast, five ever. And I just like, really didn't know the right time topic. Our little intern, uh, my partner Sam, is all about that podcast life. So I was like, I have the access, I have the ways of getting started, but like, mm. where, what is it? And I was like, oh my God, this has to be Kimona. Like the night before I went and saw her, I was like, wait, something's, it's brewing. <laughs> and then we agree, then obviously didn't know Kimona had also always been thinking about doing a podcast. So we were super on board right away. We were like, no, we're going to do this and we're going to do this now. I just like wrote like a really long like text message and was like, devil's advocate, but not devil's advocate, rebel's advocate. Oh, it's good. And she, so good. I, she makes all of our awesome graphics. So she sent all these awesome, that megaphone that we use intertwined with like devil components. And it just felt so right and like perfect for who we are as people like we don't stand for that devil's advocate comment and we're rebels yes I love it and like hearing you guys talk about it is so cool because like I said I've been thinking about it and I'm like this had to have been a cool story I'm just yay and I was going to ask about the graphics too because they're excellent you have become such a brand in such a short time like I just feel like you're so branded and the hype was so real like when you guys were just getting going in the Facebook page and the Instagram and everything I was like I cannot wait for the release of the first like I was so into it Okay, go through, like, your little intro for me, because you have a whole thing, like, Breaking Down the Shit Show, da 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 like, run me through it, how did you come up with that, and just kind of talk me through the mission statement, I guess, of the weekly show. So we had a little call, we had a really long-ass call, and we were like, we need to make our thoughts, because Kimona and I have this point in our relationship where we kind of just, like, think the same thing, and we don't really have to, like, say anything about it. Yes. So we were like, how do we articulate, like, right what is in our head and we're just mutually like yes this is the thing in real words we so it took a lot of workshopping <laughs> just like staring at each other i remember we were just i was just sitting we were just like okay let's throw some words out <laughs> because we both knew that we wanted to like get together and talk about the things that we are really passionate about um the really important conversations that we are having internally and with each other um but make that you know public and invite other people in but oh my goodness it, it was a productive meeting ultimately but I just remembered just like you know solid mm, 30 minutes just staring at each other like <laughs> it was just like we were literally doing what you do when you worked up something like we were just like spitting sentences out and we're like that sounds terrible what are we saying and like saying the same thing over and over and so redundant and then I think it was actually uh, Sam who, I was like, what do you think of when you think of the current social climate? Like, what does that make you think of? And he goes, I don't know, shit show. And I was like, shit show. It was <laughs> Sam. I remember that. And we had actually originally um, had it say the political climate. But then Aaron came back and was like, maybe we should change that to social climate. And I think that's a really, really good point because it, it's it's more than just the typical politics kind of situation because like there's a lot of politics podcasts out there mm -hmm. but I personally at least there's so much more to these important conversations than just what goes on in the political sphere 
totally. well, also you have those things in mind like when you're starting a podcast like you have to figure out what category you fit into and like what kind of things are we going to talk about and mm-hmm. we knew that like we were not going to just talk about the election mm-hmm. and why right. we hate trump for years mm-hmm. <laughs> we knew that was going to happen but yeah. the more the more i sat with it i was like that's just not what we mean mm-hmm. so yeah a lot of workshopping <laughs> But I love that. It shows, like, the grit that went into it. And, like, this was a thoughtful process. And I think that shows just from listening. Well, I want to circle back to the whole devil's advocate thing that we've, like, bounced around. But can we break it down totally? Like, why is it problematic? I think this is something that just came to me, like, throughout the last few months, right? Where I heard, like, okay, maybe this isn't a thing. Like, so let's break it down. Why is it so bad? I think why it was top of mind for me and why it came up that how the title formed is because I kept having in my head the same thing I'd been saying all of the beginning of uh, the pandemic. <laughs> my parents are the type of people who say that. I, I challenge them a lot and they were just constantly like infighting with me about my opinions in whatever context that is. We're just, well, I'm just playing the devil's advocate. And I'm like, you know, when someone says that to you in an argument, you just want to tell them to shut up mm-hmm. because that's not what you're doing. The devil doesn't need an advocate. Yeah. He's the devil. We don't like that. So, <laughs> and that's where the name came because I was like, I love that sentence. I love that thought. And I know I'm not the only person who's like actively thought that when someone says that to you. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously that was way too long to be a title of a podcast. So... <laughs> <laughs> So that's where it changed. But yeah, it's it's super problematic because it dismisses the struggles and the work that people do. It's the way people are who are just like, oh, I'm not racist. Mm-hmm. I know a black person. I have a friend that's a black person. Like, Or anything that indicates that someone wants to almost exempt themselves from trouble by putting out there that they like oh no 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 I know what I'm talking about I'm not being that person right but they are yeah I've definitely found that in my experience when people say well let me play devil's advocate it's usually because they are quietly a fan of the devil's work so this idea of like what if we flip that on its head and we advocate for the things and people that actually like the people should be playing the advocate for right like give a platform to those who need it not for those who have it by default because of the flaws yeah totally yes. i i just i love it i think it's such a strong concept oh i'm so into this you guys okay so let's pivot like who is your when you are workshopping and thinking everything who is your intended audience is it for people our age is it for advocates who already identify as advocates like who are you talking to did you think about that and does that affect how you structure the show on a weekly basis I think we know and we address kind of frequently that the people who listen to our podcast are most likely already on some like moderate to liberal mostly because in the same way that we are very set in our beliefs being so liberal that people that are very conservative are not going to go out of their way to learn. Mm -hmm. Especially if you come into something not knowing, are we going to be kind? Are we gonna just spend the whole time telling you you're a bad person for voting for Trump? 
I think we do a, a very active job of making sure that we're never just bashing any type of person and we're actually addressing the problem that creates a type of person like that because I would never want someone to feel like they can't learn from what we're saying for a fear that we're going to attack them the whole time. People who are like interested in expanding anyone's view and having the conversations that aren't always the easiest to have but are important. So anyone who's willing to take part in those conversations really. I love that. And it makes you feel more welcomed as a listener too. It's like, this isn't just for someone who's been an advocate and knows exactly what to say, because that's another thing that I think a lot of people have been learning. Nobody knows exactly the right ways to handle it and working through it is one of the most productive things you can do. So thank you for being a resource to me there. I think the educational base is clear and thank you. It's also just cool to be speaking to people my age about these things. It's just, I like that we have entered this place. Like here we are, recent grads and these are the conversations that we're having it's it's cool i'm happy to be a part of it let's talk podcasting now just for a second what has surprised you about the process i guess because you guys are you're fresh you're in it is there anything that was like oh my god i wasn't expecting this whether it's about distribution or listenership or the production of the show itself or the planning anything stick out as like oh this is different than i thought it would be I think for me, the only thing has been accepting all this positivity from people. (laughs) Before we even launched the podcast, we had 150 followers, like people commenting and posting about it and DMing us of how excited they were to hear it. And then it's only been more positive since. Mm -hmm. Um, And we get really beautiful comments and like, Also, it's nice, too, that, like, I have friends and, like, people that find me and are like, oh, I love that Kimona does this, or I love this about Kimona, can you tell her? Um, And Kimona gets that for me, and it's just very, it's very rewarding and reaffirming that we're, like, because this, the goal of this podcast wasn't for listeners, it's, hey, we already do this, Mm -hmm. we've always wanted to do this, Mm -hmm. so let's do it. It's just such a positive outlet for me, and it's something that it's really important. I definitely thought that podcasting would be, I think I expected it to be a lot harder for me. Um, I really didn't think, because we we record virtually only for right now because pandemic and all of that fun stuff. I didn't think it was going to be that easy to figure it out, but we we ran into maybe one problem before and that's launch. because sam left us <laughs> and that yeah and like we've we figured it out i really thought it was going to be a lot more difficult on the technology end mm-hmm. but then also like i was i was anxious the first recording i mean completely honest i was so anxious i was like low-key shaking but i was mm-hmm. like okay i'm doing this I'm, I'm speaking um and it was i i think i got into it a lot quicker than i thought i would mm-hmm. And it, it just, especially when you're like just talking to a friend, right. Aaron and I are friends. It's really, it, it's easier than I would have expected though. No, that, and that's good to hear. And again, I think that's all reflected in the show itself, like in the products that you are creating. It's, it definitely reads like, or listens like it's two friends just, again, talking about stuff you already were. It's, nothing is forced about it. And I think that's the mark of a good show, right? Where it's not like you're never pulling for content or anything. And that's just cool. I got a similar response, I guess, in that people are just really want to see you succeed and want to see you do something that means a lot to you. 
And when you can showcase that, other people become very receptive of it, regardless of whether it's their niche thing or not. So I'm just happy that you guys are doing it. I think we should be encouraging each other to shine, and you guys are. So keep on going. I'm just, I'm so into this. Thanks. Like how many times <laughs> I'm going to say the same thing, but like truly, I'm just, I'm happy you guys are here talking to me too. Okay, we talked a lot about your friendship because that's, again, a big root of the show. It's like education, friendship, you get Rebels Advocate. So was there a shift ever in your dynamic between the two of you where it got, I don't want to say heavier, but where the conversations, the, the topics of conversation kind of became more significant? Was there a notable shift maybe in what was happening outside contextually, or was it always kind of something where you recognized in each other a deeper connection where you could have those more meaningful conversations? No, but I think that's a, I think that's really interesting because I don't think I've ever really thought about it this way. But in my, in one of our recent episodes, I said that friends are like spices. You're right. <laughs> I did. I'm uh, ready to see what spice you call me. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay, well, in my brain, Aaron is my activism spice. I wanted, I, like, all spice. or okay, like no, you don't get to cinnamon. be an actual spice. You are obsessed with cinnamon. And I love cinnamon so much. I know. We can call activism spice cinnamon. You can be the cinnamon, <laughs> but I just feel like the connection that Aaron and I have always had did come a lot from our shared beliefs and shared passion for activism and speaking up on the things that, that we are passionate about. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was going to say, too. Of <laughs> just like our friendship has always largely revolved around because individually we are both so loud and proud of who we are and loud and proud of like our beliefs and what we're going to stand out for in all spaces. I mean, we were both presidents of really large organizations in college. Like we always knew that we were like-minded and a good support system as well mm -hmm. for certain things that we were going through that maybe not everyone in our life could comprehend or, you know, could only empathize with. So I think a large core of our friendship has been these deeper conversations. And that's kind of what made it such an easy transition. Because I was like, you know what? Kimona is the person that's going to be able to see this podcast to the fruition of like what, what I want to see from it. She's going to commit to it with me. She's not, I'm not going to have to worry about like, did you do your part? Like we're both built the same way in that way of like work ethic and passion projects so it just seems like a very natural flow and i wouldn't have done it with anyone else oh Aaron, <laughs> we do we say this to each other all the time like every week when there's a new episode i know i'm always like yay i am so happy that i'm on this journey with you and i think that just says a lot to the way i just everything that you just said Aaron, like fully it's so true I, I just have memories of when we were both dealing with like presidential bullshit of being in charge of a club of other college students. And we would, around our very busy schedules, figure out a time to just like go and grab a meal together and just like vent about it. And I think because our lives are, we, we have different experiences and they complement each other in such a way that we're able to really sit down and have like, like this podcast come to fruition. 
It's so beautiful. I love your story. And also like what a beautiful thing to get to look back on. I think like years from now, decades from now to be able to have this thing, a link that you can revisit and be like, this is me fresh out of college. I had all the passion in the world and I was doing it to inspire other people. I just think it's going to be a really fun thing to point to for you guys. Yeah. And to just look back and like reflect on your friendship. It's really, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. I just think Yay, it should be celebrated. I'm just, I love it. I love it so much. Okay, I also want to talk to you guys about social media. You guys seem to be big proponents of using social media, A, to promote the show, which, like, A, yes, you should be, um, <laughs> but also advocacy, activism. Where do you think those two worlds collide? I think a lot of people talk about slacktivism and just, like, posting your Instagram story that you care about a certain cause and then closing it, like, you're done for the day, you did your good deed. Talk to me about the pros and cons. How has your relationship to social media changed? Yeah, we're both big Instagram users. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, Instagram is my niche. She made me get a Twitter. And I'm like, Twitter is an amazing I'm place. so bad at it, but. I'm bad at Twitter too. Twitter's a thing where I just want to be better and I'm just not. Like, I feel like I'm the fly on the wall where I'm like trying to learn. <laughs> Twitter is a place that I like political figures posts and Kimona is the only person who pays attention to my page is it even called the page I don't know um (laughs) so uh Instagram has I think something before the podcast that Kimona and I mentioned and like also feels very fitting for what our podcast is is that once everyone's like faux activism kind of started rising in June with George Floyd's death I I made a comment and I I've said it to a lot of people like I didn't lose any followers around that time because I didn't do anything differently. I was just posting new content, but this was like what people already knew of me and what to expect on my page. So that was kind of validating for me like okay, I'm doing I'm staying true to the work that matters to me like nothing that I'm posting is surprising anyone. Everyone's staying or has already left by now which is, which is cool. I have mixed feelings of the use of social media because I do think it's something that everyone should incorporate into their, like if you use social media, you should be doing some level of advocacy work there, even if it's infrequent. Like I'm not saying if you don't, if you don't use Instagram, like don't download it just to do that if that's not your thing. Mm -hmm. But if you have a page and you're scrolling, you should all, and you post pictures of you in bikinis and you best be posting some other stuff too. Right. So the action items I usually request of people is that you're posting things that make sense to you and that you actually believe in because then you should provide it with follow-up education, either a link, a website, a donation, mm-hmm. and just like providing some information in context of, okay, read this caption, read this graphic, or this graphic is incorrect, follow this page. Some kind of action item, keeping it in your highlights. I think it's a very easy way to do good by it. Yeah, definitely agree. I think it's a very interesting and tedious line to walk sometimes because to an extent, all social media and online activism is going to be slightly performative because when you are doing something that is outward facing, it is in a tiny way a performance. But if it's only performative, that's when it becomes an issue. So I'm thinking the people who didn't go beyond the black square. That's, that's a problem. You can't just post the black square and be like, oh, what was it that everyone was saying? I'm not black, but I see you. 
and like I hear you, I stand with you, and then like that's it. It's like no, like you'll never understand my struggle, but you need to damn well try. You need to educate yourself. I need to see that you are constantly doing the work. And I was just having this conversation with someone that it's one thing to to post your your black square and and the, you know sometimes post things on Instagram or whatever social media that you are a fan of. But it's a whole other thing to be implementing these changes into your life. And that's what I look for, especially in the people that I'm around. So even if it's something as little as like, I have friends in my life who I've called out because I noticed that they are still friends with someone who I know is actively, I don't want to say actively racist. I've been categorizing people in an interesting way where like, they're not like Grand Wizard of the KKK. They're perpetuating yeah. it. Like, they're not, you know, walking around in their little white hat, but they also refuse to sign on to an anti-racism letter. That's racist. If I come to you with something that's anti-racist and you say that you're not a fan of it, you're pro-racism. It's a wild concept. I still don't know how people don't get that. <laughs> but it's really, it's going beyond mm-hmm. just that. I think the internet is a really great starting point and it's also really useful for grassroots organizing and getting into contact with people from all over the world and learning and sharing information but you have to make sure that you're carrying it over into your daily life for it to actually be meaningful. I think you made some excellent points and I think being in the time that we are in many of us being home again and not being in the bubble, I think being at Fordham, even, and Fordham most certainly has its flaws in terms of handling this kind of stuff. But for me, it was so much, I was met with so many more resources at Fordham than I have at home and that I did before I went to college. Like here, I just feel like there is a certain mentality of my hometown and it is hard to shake. And I know, Erin, you've talked about that on your show, like your hometown seems similar to mine and that there are certain political signs you expect in your neighbor's yards. You know what I'm saying? And I just think at Fordham, at least, there were people to surround myself with who were trying to become better. And then when you're all of a sudden taken back to the place where you didn't know, you know what I mean? It's just an interesting time. My point, the internet became a good place for me to connect with people who were trying to do the same work that I was doing. And so it was reassuring in a lot of ways. And interesting Mm -hmm. to watch Instagram for me become a place of constantly being confronted with the most uncomfortable, but enjoying that process because you know what I mean it's what needed to happen I just think I don't know everything shifted obviously monitoring my own relationship to Instagram in particular has been an interesting thing being home again yeah the content the content has shifted totally and And it's also flagged like oh I don't want to follow these people anymore Mm-hmm. I did a nice, beautiful purge. I, I mean, purge. I had a little, I had a mini, mini meltdown of telling people to unfollow me. It worked. <laughs> Sometimes that's no. necessary. I love it. Let's move on now to some of our classic her segments. Every week we go through what we call her reflection. So we go through our acronym and just kind of talk about our weeks. H is for happy, something you're happy about in this moment. E, we just changed. It used to be excited, but now it's energized. What is energizing you in this moment? And R is a recent realization you might have had. So let's start with H. What are we happy about today? Well, today I'm very happy. It's a very superficial, materialistic happy. But I bought myself a Cookie Monster onesie. (laughs) I love that for me. 
Scorpio. And I have been wanting a new onesie for a long time. It's beautiful and it's furry. It's very comfortable and I cannot wait. My room gets very cold, so I'm very excited to wear it. I realize it didn't make, I didn't make like a reaction for anyone watching this on YouTube and they're probably like, what's wrong with her? Why was she like laughing? And I was like, well, I already knew this. (laughs) I did. I did text. (laughs) I already knew. And you told me while I was freezing my butt off outside. So I was like, I want to be in that onesie. (laughs) It was hard. It was hard to hear. (laughs) That's a great one. I love that. (laughs) I'm happy that I have the day off for uh, Thanksgiving. Love. Because being an essential worker, you never know. But I do have off for the holiday, and my mom convinced my baby brother to come home. He's not a baby. He's 20, but baby. Baby brother. I am baby. Um, (laughs) And I haven't seen him since graduation, so I'm excited to see him, even if he's not excited to see me. (laughs) (laughs) He is on the inside. He totally is. If not, I get to see my cat, so, like, we're fine. That's That's beautiful. The cat's way more important. Oh, that's a good one. I'm glad you get you get to go home, and it'll just be a nice little recharge. Hopefully, glad you have the day off. And thank you. I've already been COVID tested, everyone. It's okay. Good. She's and I'm not seeing extended uh-huh. family. I don't support that. Don't see your family. Love you, man. Love you, man. <laughs> we love. Okay, let's move on. Energized. What's energizing you guys? <laughs> I'm getting my yoga teacher certification. Yay! Uh, so that's been really energizing me, just like being surrounded by other mental health professionals, uh, specifically in the training I'm doing, and also being surrounded by other yoga teachers who focus on trauma. So it's just it's nice to be in a space of people who share that uh, interest. You've got so much going on. I feel like every question I ask you, like, there's another thing. You wear another hat that I had no idea. Like, you are. I am notorious of doing way too many things. <laughs> this is literally like a down period. I'm like, wow, I'm so chill. <laughs> What's this free time? What's this like? Pretty much. <laughs> type A, type A. Uh, I think what's energizing me right now. And I think I, Erin, I already texted you about this too. I'll pretend I, I don't know. I'll make a reaction. Just, just pretend you don't know. I have just started getting grades back for my grad classes, even though we're uh, almost into the end of the semester. I think I have like three more classes of like each class left, and I'm only just getting my first grades back. But they've been good. I got some A's and that's been and like also like actual feedback on like areas I can improve and that's really nice to see because then you know going into oh final papers and one of them's 25 pages Um, but that's giving me the energy that like I'm on the right track you love love I was hoping you were gonna say that for your happy so I'm glad it came up (laughs) we had to get through cookie monster and now we made it like it's a prioritizing (laughs) kind of thing (laughs) oh yeah Okay, let's do the last one now. Our recent realization. What have we been realizing? Okay, I got I got a good one. Okay, she's running. So in my yoga teacher training on Sunday, we were having some hard discussion. And we were talking about implicit biases. And I realized that like from bringing on the conversation that Kimona and I had been having and I had had some biphobic incidences occur recently, um, and it's been just very type of very very top of mind, and I realize I have a bit of an implicit bias towards straight people. I, I don't. I'm not always oh. comfortable. I'm not always comfortable. I've realized that sometimes when I'm 
around straight folks, I, I'm more likely to assume that they don't support me than they do, if that makes sense. And that was a hard realization and a hard truth, but I'm happy to share that, that I'm learning because identifying is how you get better. No, totally. Thank you for sharing that. Wow. I was not thinking anything like deep. (laughs) That's Uh, the beauty of the realization though. Like you could really go anything. Like my, my answer is very week to week. The only reason I had that is because it happened the other day. (laughs) That's valid. That's valid. My, um, (laughs) my realization was going to be about TikTok. Rachel, are you on TikTok? Listen, I'm very, like, I'm very new. I'm happy to say I published my first TikTok the other day because it was spiraling. Yes. And so I was just like, no. And, like, I got I got six likes. And I'm happy with that. I didn't blow up, like, somebody here. But I feel like my, maybe my day is coming. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to be on it for work a lot. Like, I work in social media, so I'm constantly monitoring that was a great skin thing. talk in particular. Like, I'm very big into skin influencers. Those are skin Ooh, that's fun. But I think general friends I can, I can be with you on. Okay. So I don't know if you've heard of uh, Ratatouille the musical. The musical? I feel like I saw a thing. Well, the, the TikTok community has come together around Ratatouille, you know, the, the Pixar film. I accept. And, yeah, they've created a musical. Like, different people all over the place create like putting in their own things there's people who have done choreography costumes set design lyrics and songs it's so beautiful but i've i've realized that ratatouille the musical can never be a broadway show because it is the show of the people and therefore it cannot be co-opted by big theater (laughs) i like that Big, capital B, capital T, big theater. <laughs> I've learned much more in that than mine. <laughs> this is why you need a TikTok, Erin. And she nope. won that one. Well, it's funny because I saw like one person that was like Ratatouille the musical and like sang a song. And I was like, oh, that's, that's cool for them. Like they must be into this. But now knowing the bigger picture, I was like, okay, it's thin. I was like, why did this blow up? Like it's, it's good, good for her. But like there's a playbill. Someone designed a playbill and it's beautiful. It looks like a real like Broadway musical. But then I was like, but it can't be on. It can't be on Broadway. We cannot let this happen. It's the people's show. People. I'd fit in well with the TikTok community. And this is why I keep telling you to get a TikTok. That's I get it. I think everyone can find their little thing within TikTok. I really, it's a special place. I did not think that it was going to stand the test of time, but I think we are in it. Me either. Like, yeah. TikTok folks feel like Tumblr folks in a new generation, and therefore, <laughs> I know I belong. <laughs> I feel seen but like uncomfortably like you just like read my you're soul seeing, you're seeing way too much it's like when you go through the airport and they're like looking through you that's so funny i like that i think you're right you gotta get on tiktok just to know what the hype is about contribute to the musical <laughs> see you guys show up with these reflections i love this okay now i'm just gonna do kind of sort of rapid fire ish but also talk as long as you want these are just a couple general topics we've covered in separate episodes or a different little mini series and on the show and so I just want to get your take first of all we did a whole Killjoy content series so we talked about anything we're watching reading listening to that has made us uncomfortable but has ultimately been very productive changed our mindset da, da, da. I'm sure you guys have a lot of examples I think your show is a phenomenal example of that Rebels Advocate itself counts but is there anything else any recent movie book anything that is speaking to you when I said that so many so many (laughs) yeah i mean i have 
I have one that's actually an Instagram account. It's okay. the at is woke scientist. Okay. And her account is oh, so many things. Um, but basically she is like very into social justice, leftist abolitionist. And I consider myself a baby prison abolitionist working on getting into this stuff and figuring it out more by no means an expert in any way. And her account has been really eye-opening for me in a lot of ways. And some of it is uncomfortable. Like there are times when I read her her like inf- infographic educational posts and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, like you're challenging mm-hmm. my, my worldview actively, yeah. but it's also super important and it's helping me in, in my brain. I'm reframing my politic and it's, it's helped me in that. And it's really like, sometimes those things are really uncomfy, but it's also super educational. Yeah, that's exactly the point. That's a great pick. Okay. So that's, she has helped develop one for me too then, because now I'm going to think about my Instagram account that makes me feel those feelings. Queer Brown Vegan, he is great. And I'm, I'm a big environmentalist, specifically intersectional environmentalism and how like that impacts justice and social justice and all the things. And he definitely says some things sometimes that I'm like, that's a little radical. And you got to sit with it and like learn from it. And I like to be confronted with people like that on my page who I feel are more radical than I am because it makes me mm-hmm. think about what I believe in and maybe change some of my opinions, but maybe like just make reframe, okay, I get that idea and this is what I think. That's definitely a similar yeah. feeling, but that's a little bit more about the intersection of social justice and the environment. But I love that. And I think it's nice to have a whole handle, like a whole Instagram page dedicated to that, because that's something where it just becomes part of your everyday, right? Like you're scrolling Mm -hmm. and you're not sitting down with a book or like taking two hours to watch a documentary. Like this just comes up in your day to day. And so it becomes an extension of your online life, which is an extension of your life. It's just becomes more. And so therefore it's more top of the mind, you know? So I think that's a really great thing. And again, something we've seen a lot in the last few months is people changing their online patterns, behaviors, habits to make that more common for themselves. I certainly have done that. And those are two accounts that I'm excited to follow now. So great picks. Let's move on. Another thing we love to do is the celebrity dinner party game. Sometimes we do a drawn out version where everyone gets 10 individual celebrities that they would invite to a hypothetical dinner party. That's but we're so going to do the pressure. mini version where you each just pick one. Like who is your number one go-to celebrity? It could be public figure, celebrity, whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Who comes to mind and why? My favorite game. Okay, I have one just because, again, top of mind. Like, I don't know if you would ask me this question okay. in a different if, in a different context. I probably wouldn't drop this name. Okay. But when I when I saw your questions and it was like, who do I want on the podcast? I was like, Kimberly oh. Crenshaw. Oh, Kimberly okay. Crenshaw. I we're talking about her in our next episode, and yeah. I am obsessed with her. That's she is the founder of the term intersectionality, and. I just adore her and everything she stands for. I like her Twitter. <laughs> On Twitter. <laughs> but I would just love for her to, like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to talk. I just want her to talk at me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just soak it all in. And honestly, whoever else is at the dinner party, like, hypothetically, we all have all different celebrities, public figures that are there. And I think no matter what the vibe of the room is, she is a great addition. Like, she's going to have oh, yeah. things to say and everyone's going to shut up to listen to what she says. And I think that is the mark of a wonderful guest. 
Well, yeah, perfect. Then I, I, I love my option. <laughs> I love your pick. I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it for a second. That's beautiful. Mine is kind of on the same okay. vein, but it would have to be Angela Davis. Yes. Uh, heavy hitters. Heavy hitters. Because uh, I remember... I'm Also, that is 100% on the same vein. Yeah. I just... I like the same I, blood cells. <laughs> uh, I, love, I love her work so much and just what she stands for being someone who has been in activism and organizing for the long haul i just think it would be such an interesting conversation and to hear her like tips and tricks and like these are things that have worked for organizing and and this is where i've seen real change ah oh, i would love that <laughs> Yes, I love you guys. Good, strong picks. I I never know which way this is gonna go because it could be like something very like oh da 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 like I like and I'm, I don't want to even like name a random celebrity because I don't want them to feel bad. Not that they're gonna, but you know what I'm saying like a random actor or something who doesn't have this like you guys had weighty choices. That's phenomenal. <laughs> I like where your head's at. It's also like a factor of the discussion. I like that. That's your vibe. Like those are your celebrity dinner party guests. This is great. Okay, this might be my favorite segment ever, and sometimes, some weeks I end up scrapping it because it's like, this is not adding to the conversation at all. But we love to do Swoon of the Week, which is very simply, like, whoever, it's, it's again, like, a public figure, kind of, whoever you're crushing on this week, Jake from State Farm, for us on the show, has been, like, a recurring theme. We are obsessed with Jake from State Farm. We're always swooning for him. And I hope you mean the new Jake from State Farm. Of, Yes, of course, of course. The rebrand of Jake from State Farm is like our number one swoon. We've talked about the Cuomo brothers. We've talked about Zac Efron as Ted Bundy. Like all these random things where it's like, why am I swooning over this person? Do you have any standout swoons lately that you want to gush about for a second? I swoon on the reg. I mean, my constant swoon of the week is always Zendaya. Like, I just, I've got her post notifications on because she's always posting something beautiful. And I'm just like, wow, the elegance, the range. Truthfully, it's going to be so cool to look back again. Like the way we're looking back on the show, we're going to look back on witnessing the rise of Zendaya and like tell our kids about it one day of being like, oh, when she was just starting out like that, like she's just going to so stand the test of time and become already a household name. I think she's going to only excel even further. I can't wait to watch what she does. That's a good pick. I don't know. I wish I could, I, I should have thought of the question because I feel like I could definitely come up with somebody and I definitely had, well, I mean, I'll say my forever swoon because the reason I knew I was gay, Demi Lovato. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Like the love of my actual life. Did you watch um, the People's Choice Awards she hosted? And I don't think she's ever hosted before. I thought she did a great job. I didn't watch because not my thing, but I did watch all of her outfits. That's the thing. She just, she really is, again, like, talk about the talent level. I think for a lot of people, or at least for me, like, when she sang the national anthem at the Super Bowl, Ugh. I was like, oh, my God, like we, that's not a normal level of talent that we expect right. from our celebrities, even. You know what I'm saying? She really is next tier. I can't even describe it. That's my girl. <laughs> Your forever swoons are always welcome on this show. This is so fun. I feel like combine that with our celebrity dinner party, like we have get we have a great lineup here. Well, I ruined I ruined the perfect like trend of black women, so <laughs> I felt bad because I, I was like I could definitely swoon over some other amazing. Black there women, are so, so many swoons, and that is the beauty. Like every week, there's a new swoon. You know, there's. I'm glad we got to talk about Debbie though. Like she's she's good. I, I can't so, help it. Love my oh. life. 
<laughs> guys thank you so much. i like wait a, we're just ending on a high this was so much fun i'm really glad that you guys were down to come on and kind of talk me through your process i'm so excited to keep listening and to watch you grow and just i'm happy to be along for the ride in this small way thank, thank you for having you. us oh my god of course this is-, this is our first podcast guest appearance as like a yeah. collective so right. it's very cool this is a very fun cool collab. i feel like all like the entire fordham class of 2020 is gonna be like what's going on like this is a big deal like they better <laughs> <laughs> if you guys like what you're hearing make sure to subscribe uh wherever you listen to podcasts or follow us on spotify you can also be sure to rate and review that would be super helpful for us. You can find us on Instagram at her.blog.life. We always have audiograms and little IGTVs. You'll get faces to the names of Rebels Advocate here. For blog posts, just go to herbloglife.online. And for behind the scenes videos of recordings like this one, just search my channel, Rachel Malik on YouTube. You'll find those. That's all I got. Thank you guys so much for being here and thank everyone for listening. I'm Rachel Malik. This has been the Her Life Blogcast.